You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. It's time for our comprehensive primer to get ready for the Bills' next opponent, so let's get started with the nuts and bolts. The Buffalo Bills return home in Week 11 for only the second time since October 3rd for a home date with the Indianapolis Colts. The game will be played on Sunday, November 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Kevin Harlan is on the play-by-play. Trent Green is the game analyst. Melanie Collins will report from the sidelines. The Bills and Colts have played 71 times previously, and the Bills have a 38-32-1 record all-time against Indianapolis. Under Sean McDermott, the Bills are 2-1 against the Colts, and the first time was the snow game in 2017. You guys remember the overtime win LaShawn McCoy with the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Joe Webb was playing quarterback. Uh, The Bills lost to the Colts in 2018, and then they beat them in the playoffs last year. So that's the history of McDermott versus the Colts. The Bills enter the game 6-3. Indianapolis is 5-5. They've won four of their last five games and five of their last seven after a 1-4 start. Their wins have come against the Dolphins, Texans, 49ers, Jets and Jaguars, their losses have come to the Seahawks, Rams, Titans twice, and the Ravens. The weather for Sunday as of November 16th at 1 p.m. when I record this podcast, courtesy of weather.com, is calling for cloudy with a slight chance for a rain shower. 47 degrees is the high, winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is Frank Reich. He's 59 years old in his fourth season as the Colts head coach, and he has a career record to this point of 33-25. In In year one, the Colts were 10-6, and and they won a playoff game in 2018. In year two, they went 7-9, 11-5 last year, and 5-5 so far in 2021 under Frank Reich. Uh, Coach Reich, he played his college football at Maryland and then spent 13 years in the NFL primarily as a backup quarterback Nine of those years came with the Buffalo Bills, who drafted him 57th overall in the 1985 draft. He spent one year in Carolina, one with the Jets, and two with the Detroit Lions until his playing days were over after the 1998 season. Then he quickly got started with coaching in 2006 to 2007. He was an intern with the Colts, and then he was an offensive assistant with the Colts from 2008 through 2011. Then he went to Arizona to be the wide receivers coach in 2012, the Chargers QB coach in 2013, the Chargers offensive coordinator 2014 and 2015, the Eagles offensive coordinator 2016 and 2017, and then in 2018, he got an opportunity to be the head coach of the Colts. The Colts so far this season have not been called for many penalties. They've only been flagged 48 times this year, which is third best in the NFL And they've played 10 games. A lot of teams have only played nine. By comparison, the Bills have 68 penalties this year in nine games. So 
20 more penalties, but one less game played. Something to be mindful of this weekend as these two teams play. One has been heavily penalized, the other has not. The quarterback of the Colts is Carson Wentz, 28 years old, 6 foot 5, 237 pounds. He was the number 2 overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. He was an original draft selection by the Philadelphia Eagles where he played quarterback from 2016 through 2020. It was a bumpy ride for him, plenty of highlights, plenty of lowlights, and then he was traded to the Colts this offseason. So far in 2021, Carson Wentz is completing 63.5% of his passes, 246 passing yards per game, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, and a passer rating of 97.9. Let's dig into his metrics, and one thing that I noticed as I work through these metrics is that there's not a whole lot of glaring things that stand out. Typically, we go through these numbers, and some of the stuff really, really pops, and you say, wow, if you can put them in this situation, it's really, really going to impact their ability to perform based on what's happened to this point. With Carson Wentz, it's been kind of even keel across the board. So let's dig into it. His average time to throw is 2.8 seconds, which is 22nd in the NFL. So not necessarily a fast triggered guy. He holds onto the football for a little bit, but he's not necessarily sacked a ton either. As far as splits go, when the ball comes out under two and a half seconds compared to over two and a half seconds. Again, nothing really stands out. He's more efficient with the quick passes, but this isn't like some of the other quarterbacks we've discussed in that if they are forced to hold on to the football, their production notably dips. His average depth of target is 8.2 yards from the line of scrimmage. That's 21st in the NFL, and 12% of his attempts are 20-plus yards down the field, which is 17th in the NFL. So he's not necessarily a guy that's pushing the football down the field a ton, about an average amount. Now, he's having a pretty good amount of success when he is pushing the ball down the field. He's completing 40% of his passes that are targeted 20-plus yards down the field, which is 14th in the NFL. And his passer rating on attempts that are targeted 20-plus yards down the field is 110.4, which is sixth best in the NFL. So he's having a good year pushing the football down the field. They're just not doing it a ton. They have play action on 31.2% of Carson Wentz's dropbacks, which is eighth in the NFL. So play action passing is a big part of this offense, as you might expect, given how good their rushing attack is under Jonathan Taylor. But as far as his splits with and without play action, nothing really notable. There's nothing that stands out when you compare Carson Wentz with play action and without play action. Now, like every quarterback, when he's pressured, that's where the production dips. When Carson Wentz is kept clean, he's completing 70% of his passes, 7.5 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 108.8. When he's under pressure, he's completing 50% of his passes, 6.2 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 75.1. So the completion percentage falls 20%. The passer rating drops 33.7 points, and he loses 1.3 yards per attempt. Now, here's another number that stands out, but it's not necessarily in a bad way. Carson Wentz handles the blitz very, very well. He's got a passer rating of 108.4 when he's blitzed with seven touchdowns and no interceptions. So you've got to get organic pressure on Carson Wentz. You need to get home 
with four pass rushers because when you blitz him, he finds a lot of success. And so Carson Wentz isn't necessarily having an amazing season. He's certainly not having a poor season. He's playing fairly well. And I think given how poorly he played last year, for him at least, it's nice to see him kind of get back to a level playing field and he's acclimating to a new team and a new situation and it's going pretty well to this point. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. And you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. The offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts is Marcus Brady. He's 42 years old. He's in his first season as the Colts' offensive coordinator and NFL offensive coordinator. He was the Colts quarterback coach from 2018 through 2020, and then he was promoted to offensive coordinator when Nick Sirianni left to be the Eagles head coach. He was a wide receiver coach and offensive coordinator in the CFL from 2009 through 2017, and so kind of an interesting path for Marcus Brady to get to this point. So far in 2021, the Colts are averaging 26.8 points per game, which is eighth in the NFL. They're converting 38.9% of their third down opportunities, which is 17th. They score a touchdown on 51.3% of their red zone trips, which is 28th. That's definitely not a great number for them. They're averaging 363 total yards per game, which is 12th, 136 rushing yards per game, which is 6th, and 227 passing yards per game, which is 22nd. Let's take a look at their offensive personnel. The big story here when it comes to their playmakers is running back, and it's Jonathan Taylor, second-year running back out of Wisconsin. He's big, he's fast, he's physical, and he's really, really good. Arguably the best running back in the NFL right now. So far in 10 games, he has 937 rushing yards, nine touchdowns. He's averaging 5.8 yards per carry, 3.6 yards after contact per carry. I mean, this guy is a bona fide stud. He was unbelievable at Wisconsin, and he really turned it on last year down the stretch, and he's having a great sophomore campaign. He is exceptional. They also have a very, very good Second running back in Naheem Hines, who is a smaller running back, but he's really, really good at catching the football. He's outstanding in the return game, and he has unbelievable speed. I mean, this is a 4-3 guy that is extremely competitive with the ball in his hands. He's creative. I think this is the best pair of running backs in the NFL, and it's a wonderful complementary pair of skill sets. These guys really, really play well off of each other. They're both fast. They both have good contact balance. Taylor gives you more size. Hines gives you even more explosiveness. They both catch the football. 
In fact, the Colts are targeting running backs 25% of the time when they throw it, which is seventh most in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor has 29 catches. Naheem Hines has 26. And so you got to deal with these guys in the passing game and, of course, when they run the football. So that is very much the story of this Colts offense. Now, they do have other playmakers at wide receiver. Michael Pittman, second-year player. He was a second-round pick out of USC last year, and he's really turning it on. 55 catches, 729 yards. He's in the top 10 of the NFL right now in receiving yards. He's a good football player. He has good size. He's a good route runner, and he's extremely competitive. The game really slows down for him when the ball is in the air. He makes good adjustments, has outstanding hands. I mean, he's a really good football player, an up-and-coming star in the NFL at the wide receiver position. Now, their other wide receivers primarily are going to be Zach Pascal, who's a good player. He's kind of quietly been pretty consistent. And then T.Y. Hilton, who came back last week, he had five targets, caught one of them, and um, he's working his way back from injury. He's been very quiet this year, but we all know T.Y. Hilton and the career that he's had and how potent he is as a playmaker. So, It's those running backs, it's Pittman, it's Pascal, it's Hilton, and they also like to throw the football to tight ends. Mo Alley-Cox is their primary tight end, and Jack Doyle is their number two tight end. Alley-Cox is the better receiver, Doyle is the better blocker, but again, complementary skill sets, and they get both of those guys going. So, really interesting collection of weapons here, a lot of complementary skill sets, and a very versatile group of offensive weapons. Oh, by the way, they've got a really good offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. Their left tackle is Eric Fisher, longtime Kansas City Chief. He came over, and he's playing fairly well for them at left tackle. Quinton Nelson is their left guard, might be one of the best three offensive linemen in the game. Now, he's not having his best season right now. He had an ankle injury earlier in the season that has kind of slowed him down. He hasn't been quite the dynamic blocker that We've seen in years past, but my goodness, we know what he's capable of. Their center is Ryan Kelly. He's a top five center in the NFL. Their right guard is Mark Lewinsky, who's a really good starter. And then Braden Smith at right tackle is outstanding. Certainly a top 10, top 15 type offensive tackle in the NFL. And so this offensive line is tremendous. They have versatile weapons. And Carson Wentz is playing reasonably well at quarterback. And so... It's a a challenging unit to deal with, and so the Bills will need to be on their A game on Sunday when it comes to defending this Colts offense. So what are my keys for the Bills' defense against Indianapolis on offense? Well, number one, it's Jonathan Taylor. you got to get ready for some big boy football. they got a terrific offensive line. They have an elite running back tandem, and it's time to get serious about run fits, and it's time to get serious about linebackers playing downhill playing off contact, and making big-time tackles. I mean, we talked about it. John Taylor's averaging nearly four yards after contact per attempt. Time to put your big boy britches on if you're Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. It'll be important for Tremaine Edmonds to be available for this game and really match a player like John Taylor. We've talked about really good running backs in the past. I've been doing this podcast since 2019. And so the Bills have played Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry, all these really good dynamic running backs. And every time I start to think about the running back that the Bills are facing, 
I feel really good about having a guy like Tremaine Edmonds who's an alien himself at linebacker. And so a healthy Tremaine Edmonds playing downhill is going to be important, and this Bills defensive line better get ready to fight pressure with pressure, compete for their gaps, get off contact, and make plays. There's been some comments out there that the Bills aren't a very tough or physical football team. Well, it's time to go answer that. You have a great opportunity to silence those critics by bottling up a really, really good rushing offense with a great offensive line and a great running back situation. Number two, organic pressure on Carson Wentz. We talked about this. Blitzing Carson Wentz, he's been beating it all year long, 107.7 passer rating when he's blitzed. It's time for the Bills' defensive line talent to shine. Time to beat some blocks. Get after this quarterback because when you pressure Carson Wentz, he becomes very, very below average. So organic pressure on the quarterback is key. And then number three, Trey White versus Michael Pittman. I mean, that's going to be one fun matchup to watch. Trey White, obviously one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Pittman's an up-and-coming receiver uh, that plays the game with a lot of physicality and really good hands and ball skills and size. We've talked about this, and we know that they want to throw the football to Pittman. He's their best option in the passing game. And so this is why you play Trey White all the money. Go match up with a really good player in Pittman. And so those are my keys. Obviously, John Taylor and get ready for some big boy football. Organic pressure on Wentz. And Trey White has a big assignment this week in Michael Pittman. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And another great thing about Built Bars, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry, so many great flavors. And in fact, this month, Built is coming out with a new limited-time flavor every three to four days. So make sure you check out their website often and don't miss out. And of course, I've got a deal for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, so many great sports are on TV literally every single day right now. You've got NHL and NBA. College football is literally every day of the week. NFL is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports betting action this season. Check out their new updated website and sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. The defensive coordinator for the Colts is Matt Eberflus, 51 years old. He's in his fourth season as the Colts defensive coordinator, and he's done pretty well for himself. He's coached a top-seven defense in two of his first three seasons with Indianapolis, and he had some head coaching opportunities in terms of interviews this past offseason. His uh, background started with being a defensive assistant at Toledo 
from 1992 through 2000. He was Missouri's defensive coordinator from 2001 to 2008. The Browns linebackers coach from 2009 through 2010. The Cowboys linebackers coach from 2011 through 2017. The Colts defensive coordinator beginning in 2018, and he's had a really good run. In 2021, so far, the Colts are allowing 23 points per game, which is 13th in the NFL, 363 yards per game, which is 19th in the NFL, 114 rushing yards per game, which is 17th in the NFL, and 250 yards per game, which is 20th. Let's take a look at this defensive personnel. They play a ton of guys on the defensive line. There's a lot of rotation up front, and they've got some really good players, starting with DeForest Buckner, one of the best defensive lineman in the NFL. He's a guy that can wreck your game plan. And so this is a big assignment for the Bills' interior offensive line against one of the best defensive linemen in the game. They also have Grover Stewart, who is a tank against the run, a big-bodied guy that really eats up the middle of the defense. And then they'll rotate in Taylor Stallworth and Antoine Woods, who are rock-solid rotational defensive linemen. At defensive end, their first-round pick, Quiddy Pay, he is heating up. Over the last several games, the pass rush is starting to show up. He's pressuring the quarterback, and he's making an impact. And so I like the Bills' tackles and Daryl Williams and Spencer Brown, but Quiddy Pay is definitely a super dynamic athlete that is coming into his own right now. They also play Al-Kadeen Muhammad, who's a rock-solid, you know, just base-end type player. Kamoko Toure, who is a pretty dynamic rotational pass rusher. They have Isaac Rochelle, who's kind of a five-tech base-end type player. And then Deo Adanyingbo, who they drafted pretty early this past year. He had an injury. He played last week, and he got a sack. And so just a deep, rock-solid group of defensive linemen up front. At linebacker, they have Darius Leonard, who's a superstar, right? You all know him. I mean, one of the best linebackers in the game. And his uh, running mate is Bobby Okariki, who is a long and athletic linebacker. That's not nearly as good as Darius Leonard, but a sound running mate on the second level. Now, their front seven's really good. Their back seven is where there's going to be some opportunities. Their cornerback situation is kind of interesting right now. Xavier Rhodes, their top corner, he missed last week with a calf, and who knows if he's going to be available. Now, they have one of the best slot corners in the NFL in Kenny Moore. I mean, he's outstanding. He'll line up over Cole Beasley or whoever they want in the slot, and he's a really tough assignment. He's very good. One of the highest paid slot corners in the NFL. He's a tough challenge. Now, for the outside cornerback situation, you're talking about Rocky Sin, who's been a very up-and-down player. TJ Carey, who's a sound player. Isaiah Rogers, who's a young player out of UMass that's super athletic but still a bit raw. And so this cornerback situation is one that I'd love to see the Bills be able to take advantage of because there's some opportunities here without Xavier Rhodes and some middling players elsewhere. Oh, by the way, the safety situation for the Colts is not what they want it to be. They had a really exciting young pair of safeties in Kari Willis and Julian Blackman, but they're both on injured reserve. And so they're relying on Andrew Sandejo and George Odom to be their starting safeties, and those are players you could take advantage of. And so they're rock solid up front, but that back end, those corners and safeties, that's where there should be some opportunities for 
the Bills on Sunday. So what are my keys for the Bills offense against this Colts defense? Number one, you probably guessed it. Attack this secondary. They are allowing a passer rating of 100 to opposing quarterbacks. If you're Josh Allen and Steph Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox, you got to be licking your chops. This is a game where I expect the Bills to be able to air it out and throw the football on a secondary that has been vulnerable and they're undermanned right now. They're down several players they wish they had. Time for your passing attack, which is one of the best in the NFL, to take advantage of that. Number two is take care of the football. The Colts are really good at taking the ball away. They have 21 takeaways this year, which is second most in the NFL behind the Bills with 24. So if you think the Bills take away the football a lot, so do the Colts. You have in this matchup number one and number two in the NFL in takeaways and turnover differential. So that's going to be an interesting part of this game. Number three is don't let DeForest Buckner wreck your game plan. This is one of those dudes that can really make things difficult. And so there's got to be an emphasis. There has to be a plan here to manage the matchups against Buckner. And, oh, by the way, like I mentioned, Quiddy Pay is kind of coming along here as well. They got a really good linebacker in Darius Leonard. So they've got some challenges here in this front seven for the Bills. And so it's time to rise to that occasion and prove that you're not going to let really dynamic front seven players wreck your offense like we've seen happen this year. Real quick on the specialist for the Indianapolis Colts, their kicker situation is weird right now. Their preferred kicker has been Rodrigo Blankenship, but he's hurt, and Michael Badgley has been filling in, and Badgley was with the Chargers for a few years. He was on the Titans for a minute. Now he's been with the Colts. He's kind of been a below-average kicker throughout his career, but he's filling in, and the Colts have been noncommittal about what they're going to do when Blankenship is available. So there are some interesting dynamics there. Their punter is outstanding, Rigoberto Sanchez. He's been their punter since 2017. He's rock solid. And their return guys are exceptional. These are guys that make me nervous. Their punt returner is Naheem Hines, their backup running back. Uh, He has a career average of 13 yards per punt return. He's got two punt returns for touchdowns already in his career. I mean, this guy is really outstanding when he has opportunities to field punts and return them. Their kick returner is also outstanding. It's Isaiah Rogers, who's a cornerback that has 4-2 speed, And uh, he's already got a return touchdown under his belt, and he's only been in the league for like a year and a half. So you got two really explosive, dynamic return men to deal with. And so for Tyler Bass, just give me the touchback every time. And Matt Hawk, whatever you can do, bud, (laughs) whatever you can do to uh, limit Naheem Hines, we would appreciate. So you don't want to see those guys be the difference in a game like this because it's going to be a tough football game. You have contrasting styles. You have really good you know, trench play on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You know that the Colts are going to want to run it. They take away the football. The Bills take away the football. And so you're kind of looking for X factors. And you love that this game is being played in Buffalo. But when you talk about these type of return guys, they can really change a game. And so if I'm the Bills, I'm going to guard against that and really limit their opportunities to make plays. All right, folks, there you have it. The comprehensive primer on 
the Bills' next opponent, the Indianapolis Colts, a big football game for both teams. The Colts are kind of scratching and clawing their way back into the playoff picture. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're hot right now. And you have a Bills team that is 6-3. and three. You have the Patriots right behind them in the AFC East. And the schedule really gets a lot tougher here with the Saints on Thursday. Then you got the Patriots. I mean, things get a little bit more challenging here for the Bills the rest of the way. And so you want to take care of your business at home before a short week road date with the Saints on Thursday night. So big couple days here for this Bills football team. Hopefully you feel ready for Sunday based on the primer breakdown here today on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I love it if you take a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tomorrow is our crossover preview with Locked On Colts, so don't miss it. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.